So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to sleep, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community, support, encouragement, uh, inspiring music, our wonderful fellowship time, which often involves cookies and coffee, and something that I think we maybe don't talk about enough, the chance to respond as well. Mm-hmm. The chance to also be loving and supportive, which is the other part of knowing what it means to be a loving person. We can't give you any of that through a podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday, and we hope that however you're listening to this, whether you're at work or at play or driving around in your car or maybe just exercising, you will receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note. We don't expect you to agree with everything that we have to say, but we do hope that what we say sparks something in you, a conversation with yourself and others around how you uh, experience our topic today. Our sincere hope is that you experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris, I am preaching 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10 okay. this week. That's the beginning of a pretty short letter yeah. that Paul writes to the Thessalonians. And I just learned something on I, Sunday. You and I just learned this together. Which was that the, the letters in the New Testament, so everything that's not Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, or Revelation, pretty much everything else, is arranged not chronologically, not by whether or not we think Paul is not, the author or his student is the so author. Not, not by topic. Not theologically or by topic. They're organized by how long the book is, which is why it feels like... Romans is such a long book. And, and then everything else speeds by. James is not. You know, like... It's just really funny. I had never... Like, so Thessalonians, we're getting into the shorter letters from yes, Paul. Yes, yes. In fact, at Bible study, we were like, don't flip too many pages, you'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were trying to find it. And it's also one of the earlier letters, isn't it? Um, Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the earlier letters. And it's Paul and Sylvanius, which is Silas, and Timothy, who are writing to the people. Okay. And... Um, so it's before the band broke up. Before the band breaks up and before, you know, but they've obviously already been working together and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he talks about giving thanks to God for them and for their presence in, in Thessalonia and, and how that ministry is going and, and, and saying, you know, from you have come forth faith that is now being heard in Macedonia and, and beyond. And it's this really lovely passage about, you know. Encouraging how, them. Encouraging and, yeah. and, and noticing yeah. who they are. That's cool. So um, one of the reasons I chose this passage was that um, on the 22nd of October, we celebrated at St. Paul's UMC here in Reno our 60th anniversary. Yay! Yay. And there were cupcakes galore. And there were cupcakes. Yet another thing we cannot give you through a podcast. Yet another thing you cannot give the the cupcakes that I made um, through the podcast. No. So we read the scripture. And then I said, let's stop and pause for a second and remember what has happened in the last 60 years yeah so right before our church started sputnik went up okay and frisbees were invented frisbees i know this has been a life-changing moment 
Yeah, for college campuses everywhere. For college campuses everywhere, right? Um, but 707s were new, and Hawaii and Alaska were just becoming states. Okay. And um, the Vietnam War and civil rights protests happened in that last 60 years, right? And mm-hmm. as we move a little close, you know, we keep going on the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King and the first man went, landed on the moon and the oil crisis in the Middle East and the Cold War got cold and yeah. the Cold War ended yeah. <laughs> in all in those 60 years. There were video games. I was teasing my folks. You remember when video games only existed in those big consoles in, a, in an, an arcade, arcade? Yeah. Right? And now, you know, and MTV and AIDS. I mean, just like all the the, the vast the things. The big right? moments, yeah. Like CDs. And, and, and I said, you know, remember the old CDs? And I held my hands up like they the were size huge. of a record. Yeah. Right? And then, and then somebody in the congregation was really funny. They popped up and went, yeah, and eight tracks. <laughs> I'm like, ah, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the end of apartheid, the growth of the World Wide Web, and the you know the personal computer, you know, and now we carry it in our pocket. I was say now the arcade games are no longer in the arcade; they're on my phone. Phone, right? Mobile phones and GPS. The idea of uh, mapping the human genome, like yeah. 60 years ago, not even on the radar, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and how much music we carry around with us and those kinds of, just all the things. And, you know, all the things, things that we have access to that we didn't have access, access to, to before. Information, information. from the, the interwebs yes. and music and movies yeah. and everything else. And, you know, there's been some hard things. There's been some hard things, too, like 9-11 and Katrina and, you know, even more recently in our own neck of the woods, fires and and, you know, there's a lot of changes on a lot of things, right? Um, so a lot has happened and continues to happen in our world. And yet... Um, I reminded my folks that here we are celebrating this morning, 60 years of ministry in this place and just let, let that sink in. Yeah. Um, and there's literally only one remaining charter member of my congregation. Okay. Who is it? It's Evie. Oh, Evie's wonderful. She lives next door. Um, but she didn't live next door when the church was founded. It was like uh, three or four years later that she moved moved in. in there. Um, and, but she and her husband were charter members, and she, right before I came, we lost the other remaining charter, charter member, member, George Clark. You know, and she she's really fun to talk to because she talks about how things have changed. And But she's so, you know, sometimes people, you find people who, who are there from the beginning who lament what it used to be. Yeah. And Evie is not that person. Evie is the person who's like, and look who we are now. Yeah, she doesn't get trapped in the nostalgia. She totally does not get trapped in the nostalgia. So it's always fun to lift her up and to to talk about that. And actually, I had a conversation with her after this sermon about, you know, she's still anticipating what the future will bring, which is really fun. Anyway, we've, you know, we've served and worshipped and loved and witnessed to God's presence in the world with laughter and joy and sorrow and pain and all the emotions in between Mm -hmm. in the midst of that. And as I remember the witness of this place, I talk about, you know, I think about um, the people who built and tended this place. And I can't help but think of Paul's words to the people who make up the Church of Thessalonica. Mm -hmm. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers, constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And yeah, how, how those words apply not only to that church, but to us. Yeah, the steadfastness of, of hope. Of hope. I don't know whether you've heard this story, Chris, but you know, your church is the mother church for our church. You our church that. birthed your yes. church 60 um, years ago. ago. They didn't actually intend to birth a church. They wanted to move? 
No. What they wanted to do was have the Sunday school up there on the hill. Oh. Which, so although you can't see the confused look on Chris's face because... That's a terrible idea. It's like two miles away from your church, right? Yeah. As the crow flies. Were they going to have a bus as well? I have no idea what their plan was, but their idea was the Sunday school because they were running out of Sunday school room in 57 downtown. And so they were just going to build a Sunday school up on the hill. I think pretty quickly they realized that wouldn't work. Yeah. Like, but no they kidding. got to the point of like buying property before they figured out that wasn't going to work. Okay. And so it's really funny that, that, but that's such a St. Paul story. Yeah. Because. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> let's do no, something else. Well, and it's such, we're sort of like the DNA of our congregation is let's just roll with the punches and joy in whatever comes. And yeah. Not getting so invested in right. your expected outcome yeah. that you can't, you yeah. know. Be flexible we'll and, and figure out and see. Well, okay. So given this circumstance, yeah, this probably is not going to work. Let's do it. What this is way. the avenue? Mm-hmm. Like, where? What yeah. is the way forward? Like, it's just such a funny th- story to tell you, right? Like, yeah. you had the appropriate response, and it's the story. It's the story we tell. Yeah, it's the story we tell. And last year, when we launched our foundation, we have these. They were left over from the 50th anniversary. These these scrolls that show all the newspaper clippings and pictures and stuff from the history, right? Uh-huh. And when I read those, it took us 20 years to have our own identity apart from First Church, partially because of how we started. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, and But we are do- totally a different culture. Yeah, exactly. And right. I mean, it's, it's really wonderful for me to know that, you know, three of the four churches here in Reno and Sparks kind of came from this church. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're also radically different, so different, yeah. and that that's a sign, I think, of of authenticity uh, to authentic- the community, authenticity to the community, than, and also to the call of God, right? Right, and not like a cult of personality or something right. like that. So those words of giving thanks and and mentioning in our prayers just reminds me of how those words also apply to us mm-hmm. here, um, to the saints that went before us, and to the saints who are still among us. Is how I how I was I was thinking about that, and um, that the work. You know, we've been doing the work of faith, you know, heifer project and missionary support and building buildings and starting Noah's Ark, which is our preschool and uh, the labors of love, of, of visitation and of meals shared and holidays shared and, and the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that we have carried um, in hard times and uncertain times and joyous times that we celebrate today. And we don't even have to know all those stories to know they're there yeah. and to know that God is in the midst of them. When God's activity is running through this message that Paul is sending and through the shared history of our church and of all of our churches, like the changing of seasons or the rising and fall of tides, you know, this doesn't always come. It, it comes, right? Like like these moments of ministry and, and these times of, of service are really, really important. Yeah. As we're organizing our 150th next year, right? the organizing question for me around worship mm-hmm. has been looking at the history of our context, how on earth did the United Methodist Church survive? How did the gospel survive, survive all of this nonsense? Right. Well, like your, like your, 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 it was the sermon from the, from from Bethel. Like how did, how did we survive all this nonsense? And what's clear to me is that St. Paul's has survived all of its nonsense and all of the nonsense of the world and the community with like just the best sense of humor. Oh my gosh. 
Like, I oh just, I, you guys are so goofy and funny and silly and, you know, it doesn't mean you can't yeah. get serious, but you don't take yourselves so, so seriously that you're a yeah. barrier to entry. And I actually, I, that's how I describe the church. I say we take, you know, everything, we take the gospel seriously and everything else. Eh. Yeah. Right. And um, we're willing to play with that. And it's one of the funny things, like, um, sometimes in the, in the United Methodist Church, we think, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit's not working in how we do appointments at all, or, you know, none of that. You know, you know. But one of the things I've noticed in this appointment is that my sense of humor, like a spiritual gift of humor, yeah, is so much stronger than it was in my last appointment. Yeah. Like, I make 75% more jokes in my sermon. That's great. Than I ever did in Hanford or did in Bakersfield. And it's not like... I intentionally sit down and go, okay, what am I going to be funny this week? Right. But it's the, it's the play of who we are and the knowing that I will get a laugh out of them. Yeah. And the, 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 you know, the spirit that says, you know, here we are. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's, it makes me think of, um, of RuPaul actually, <laughs> the, the Bishop RuPaul, uh, Mama Ru, who said, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Mm. And so I sort of think, like when yeah. it comes to church, like, okay, so what's central to the church? Like the Holy Spirit, who we are yeah. as people who believe in, in the love of God mm-hmm. and everything else is window dressing. And the window dressing that you guys have sort of grown into uh-huh. is delightful. It's, you know, sometimes it's a little campier than I would prefer, but well, it's, it's a you little, know. yeah, it's a little campy, but it's authentic. It's, it's, it's yeah, nobody's it's, playing. It's absolutely authentic. It's deeply felt. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just fun. When I read this passage from Thessalonians, I think about how God's activity, the church is in God, like mm. the idea of the church is in God, and that God loves this congregation in Thessalonica, and he loves this congregation at St. Paul's, and, and God's action is known through us mm-hmm. and through them. And it continues. Like, sometimes I think, we think, oh, you know, oh, we're 60, you know, and, um, and we're not yet done. Yeah. We're not yet done. 60 is young. 60 is young. In the United States, I know things turn 100. We want to slap a placard on them and be really proud, as Eddie Izzard would say. Yes. You know, 50 years old, let's tear it down and put up a monument. Right. Um, And in Europe, everything's thousands of years old. And so we have this culture of like 60 years old, that's forever. But it's, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. And, and, And the reassurance that God was here at the founding of this congregation of St. Paul's and, and that God is here as we continue to live into the fullness of what God sees in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing we can do about that, but, but join, <laughs> but be, but, but move in that direction. And the intimate connection between the life of God and the life of God's people, which we live out in community. Yeah. And how powerful that is. We could live out our lives thinking we're doomed to repeat all the mistakes, or we can live our, our lives realizing we're about to make new ones that might change the world. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it's that the idea that there's no such thing as a solitary Christian. Right. Exactly. That the relationships that you formed and cultivate and nurture mm-hmm. and grow continue to shape how right. that gospel message gets out. Yeah. And that that's incredibly Very important, important as well. Yeah. And, and I also think about the ways in which you can't be a solidary Christian, nor should you be one that, that only sees the, the doom side. It's good if to be realistic. That, yeah, if, if we forget that what we're doing is for the purpose of building a community of love and joy. Right. Yes, yes. Then perhaps yes. we've missed the point. Part of what, what Paul's doing in that letter and that what I want, I wanted my folks to hear on the 60th anniversary of our church is that we are, that we are to become. Mm. We are, you know, that we are becoming, and that's about stewardship, right? Like, how are we going to take care of the gifts 
not just the money, but the prayers and the presence and the service and the witness that are that are present in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how are we going to name that? Um, and 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 calling us to name that well, instead of naming that out of tension or fear. Right. Which is which often happens. And this one thing that's community is so great about is that you know when you're you're feeling a little eh, mm-hmm. and you come alongside somebody who can pull you up. And who can help you see a different side of something. And that, you know, that here we are in the midst of this. And, you know, and they also challenge them to think about what 60 more years looks like. Yeah. And that. And who um, knows what will happen in the world in 60 years. I said, you know, that some of the kids might be here. Most of us will not be here. Yeah. But imagine, imagine what 60 more years. Yeah. Imagine when that five-year-old who is so precocious during the children's moment is uh-huh. the head of trustees or, right? you know, or right. going into ministry themselves or, or retiring from ministry or retiring from ministry at 65 or, right. uh, or whatever, but right. that those kids are going to be in our seats yeah. and not to replace us, but to carry on our legacy in right. some ways. Well, and to build their own and to yeah. be, you know, so, so we got to be careful with that whole, you know, oh, they're the future of the church. No, they are the church. They but, are the, the church now. The, yeah. But, but the, who we are and who we, we strive to be. So. But they're going to go from being sort of the mentees to the mentors. Yeah. 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 So we want to give them a good foundation so they do yeah. that well. And it was really funny because in children's time, we sang happy birthday to the church because one of the little, the little, little guys had wanted to do that. Yeah. And then somehow we got talking about age and one of the girls was like, and how old are you? <laughs> and I was what did like, you say? I was like, 27. <laughs> no, somebody from the congregation said she's 29. She's 29. 29 forever. <laughs> Anyway, and it was really, it was really cool. I think this whole idea of um, being beloved and thankful for who we are and who God has called us to be and who God is calling us to be is really significant. So yeah, that's why we went. Good one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Susan. And thank you to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topics we've been discussing, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin.com at gmail.com. You can comment on the blog post on the website, sundaymorningsleepin.com. You can find us on Facebook and comment on the post there. The scripture for this podcast was 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10. And the music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So at the end of every podcast and the end of every worship and um, the time when it comes to part, at least for a little while, Uh, It is traditional that there would be a benediction, and the benediction I have for you today is blessed and redeemed people of God, go forth into this world linked together in the knowledge and love of God, and the peace of God, which passes our understanding, will go before us everywhere now and forever. Amen.